Baseball's great charm is that the action comes in spurts, which leaves plenty of time to spin yarns, look at the girls, and make wisecracks. What's going on? What's happening? Welcome to another episode of Food Count Chaos. I apologize about last week. I wasn't here. I wasn't here for you guys, but I was thinking about you folks. And now I'm here. So let's get to it. I want to hear from you folks. Chaos at gmail.com. Hit me up on Twitter at Chaos. A couple emails came in this week. I'm going to go over. I, of course, want to know how you're feeling. We are through the halfway point of the season. The Orioles right now, 48 and 33, which they continue the way they are. They will end the season with 96 wins. Now, I'm sure we'd be feeling real pretty if the Orioles just won like six in a row. The Orioles are eight out of 10, eight wins at last 10 games or even winning 10 in a row, whatever. But right now, as I'm recording, they have lost four in a row. Oh, shit. The Orioles need to wake the fuck up right now. It's a long season, ups and downs. Peaks and valleys. We know the teams go in slumps. It's all about when you get hot. It's about getting hot at the right time. Now, if they're going to shit the bed and have a bunch of uh, losing streaks, get it out of the way now. Because when the second half starts, you better pull your head right out of your asses real fast. Four straight losses, four and six last 10 games as I'm recording right now. The Orioles just lost. Got beat by the Twins two in a row to start off a three-game series. Not good. It's always shitty when you play the next day and you're just playing not to get swept. You know, if you win that game, that's great. Hey, anytime the Orioles win, it's a good thing. But to play just not to get swept, eh, I don't like it. The Orioles' four-game losing streak is the longest in 2023. We're not used to this right now. It's unfamiliar territory. How are you handling it? Are you panicking? Are you freaking out? We're all going to die. Are you now like a a Rays fan? You're like, you know what? I want to be happy all the time. I'll be a Rays fan. Or who's having a great streak right now? The Reds, for fuck's sake. The way that they started out the season. Now look at them go. After that Red season, uh, Red series, are you saying, you know what? I want to be a Cincinnati fan. (laughs) I want to jump on board with a team that's winning. Now calm down, Nate. It's only four in a row. It's a long season. Look, earlier in the week, they were 18 games above 500. Talking about the Orioles. Fuck the Reds. We're not talking about them anymore. They haven't been 18 games above 500 since 2016. And now, from 2016, the biggest difference is now, the Orioles currently have the best farm system in all of baseball. Which, of course, was not the situation in 2016. But a little unfamiliar territory right now. Four in a row. What's happening? They lost. Uh, they they kicked the shit out of the Reds the first day they played them. Ten to three. I thought that they were going to take care of. I thought they were going to sweep the Reds. Reds don't scare me. It was just an odd series. And then they lose two out of three. And then the Twins come in. Twin, twins had a losing record coming into Baltimore. Orioles, we have a winning record. We're a good team. We're thinking, all right, let's sweep the Twins, get back on track. No, we've lost four in a row. But right now, the Orioles' ship that you're on right now, is it sinking? 
Because on Orioles Twitter, Saturday, when they lost to the Twins 1-0, which was a brutal game. Boring as shit. Terrible game. They did not get one extra base. Mr. Splash, falling asleep. He's just spraying people because he's bored. There wasn't shit happening that Saturday game. But is the ship ship sinking? Are you freaking out? Because Orioles Twitter, oh boy. Shit was burning down. Ships were sinking. At Full Count Chaos. Love to hear from you folks there on Twitter. And I follow this guy. (laughs) I'm not going to give his name. But there's always, and, and look, there's handfuls of them every day. Every Orioles game. But there's a specific one. And I can't figure out if he's trolling because he's pretty funny if he's trolling. But if this is his true reaction, then the guy needs some therapy. But there's always those couple people that I follow on Twitter that the things that they post are exactly what we're thinking. Like, I want to go on Twitter and just rip them apart talking about the Orioles. Just tear them apart. Talk about how the entire team sucks. Hyde sucks. Everybody sucks. Michael Eyes sucks. You know how angry you get. But you don't. You just take a breath and calm down. But there's this guy on Twitter. Every time something goes wrong, oh, man, he just goes off. (laughs) He responds to everybody's tweet. Well, it's because we're the worst team in baseball. It's because they suck. They blow. Hyde sucks. Elias sucks. Rushman's overrated. Gunnar Henderson should be back down in double A. I don't know. Just a lot of craziness on Twitter. But I follow this guy, and he uh, I live vicariously through his tweets because he gets a little aggressive with how angry he gets. But I'm like, yeah, that's how I feel right now, but, but I'm not going to tweet that. So, again, I want to hear how everyone's doing the first half of the Orioles season in 2023. Four-game losing streak right now as I'm recording. Little panicky. The cold sweat on the brow. It's happening. It's happening right now. Did anyone enjoy... DJ Diesel, Friday night. Shaquille O'Neal is a DJ now. And he came in to Camden Yards Friday night. I did see all the videos and photos of friends and family who attended that mess. And I say mess because it was a fucking mess. And it's not because I'm over the age of 18. Oh, you're just getting old. The music's changed. No, that music sucks. And it is my opinion. DJ Diesel, a.k.a. Shaquille O'Neal. What the hell? is going on over there with your music. You fucking crazy, man. You sound insane. Do you realize that? You should be medicated. That's torture music. That's what that is. Forget about jail time. Make people listen to that shit for 12 hours a day. Crime would drop 50% in one day. Police commissioner come out. Forget jail time. I'm just going to kind of put you in a room and make you listen to DJ Diesel for 12 straight hours. Nope, crime, gone. That's just some brutal shit. I talked about it, I think, when we got the news a few months ago that DJ Diesel was coming to town. And I told you, folks, be careful, because I tried to listen to it. Ooh, that was that was tough. I got through about 20 seconds of it, and I'm like, all right, I get it. But yeah, man, forget jail time. But crime might drop anyway. Weed is legal now in Baltimore. A buddy of mine, or I think it's all Maryland. Smoke weed every day. A friend of mine who lives downtown texted me. He said, you should see these weed stores. The lines are like three and a half blocks long. Everybody's getting their weed. Everybody's going down there, Baltimore, get their weed. Good shit down there. But if you did see some DJ Diesel, I'd love to hear from you if you enjoyed it. Is that the kind of music that you like? It's like Mortal Kombat music on crack. (laughs) Mortal Kombat music on methamphetamines after smoking a little bit of crack. Hey, Baltimore, let me hear y'all, Baltimore. (laughs) Shaquille O'Neal on the 
on the turntables in the mic. Hey, Bon War, let me hear you, Bon War. <laughs> ah, everybody's out having fun. It looked like Shaquille O'Neal came out on the field and was like hanging out with everybody. I think I would have got giddy at that point. If I saw Shaq walking up to me, I'd be like, oh my God. I wouldn't have been like, that's DJ Diesel. I'd be like, oh my God, that's Shaq who used to play for the Lakers. He's walking towards me. But I'm sure everybody had a blast. If you went, again, hit me up. I want to hear how your night went jamming out to DJ Diesel. But here's something I'm tired of hearing. I'm tired of hearing people say the Orioles are coming back to reality. That's bullshit. Shouldn't be like that. The reality is the Orioles have a winning record. They're 48 and 33. They've had like one of the best records in all of baseball throughout the whole entire first half. It's not like we're second week in baseball. They won five games in a row and now they lost four. And everyone's like, oh, okay, there's the true Orioles. No, they've played an entire half proving that they are one of the best teams in baseball. They're having a little slump right now. But right now, who's not damn good is these middle relievers. Holy shit. And and starting pitching, that's the biggest concern. Again, they're just in a funk right now. Like with every part of the game, the offense is just not clicking at all. And we're counting on guys like Cedric Mullins, Adley Rushman. They're not even hitting. (laughs) Thank God for Westberg coming up. Talk about him in a minute. But also, can we stop with the, the, the Mullins is off limits for trades? Obviously, there's a lot of talks what the Orioles need to do and who they need to trade and who might be going. I don't know why Cedric Mullins is on people's off limits list. No, no, he, he is absolutely tradable. I can't say enough about his weak arm. And I know people roll their eyes when they hear that. Yes, Nate, we get it. He's got a weak arm. Yeah, his accuracy sucks, too. Friday night, I can't remember who the runner was. They were playing the Twins. It was the first game. And it was one of those, like, bloop hits into center field. And Cedric Mullins comes running up. The runner tagging second going to third was basically looking at Mullins in the eye. Like, I'm going to third base, and I dare you to throw it. And they were, like, 10 feet away from each other. Dude, Cedric was almost in the infield. Dude, I was furious watching that. And the guy's going to third, and I start laughing. So I'm like, oh, my God, you're going to be out by about six feet. Not only does Cedric not get his man, get the guy running to third, he throws it like eight feet off the bag. I'm sorry, but I know it's fun watching Cedric run down those balls out in uh, center field. But his back, again, we'll talk about here in a minute. His arm, I I don't know. I don't know why people are like, oh, he's untouchable. But he picked up the ball in shallow center and just not even close. And I know a lot of people say, I don't know if this is you or negative Nate coming out. What's going on? What's with all the Cedric hate? I think he's a great player. Hell, if he's on the team for another 50 years, I don't care. I'll be happy. I'm just saying he's not untouchable. But also, why is Hyde batting O'Hearn? and clean up Saturday night or Saturday game against the Twins when he was two for 20 going into that game Saturday? What is that shit? Orioles are in a little bit of funk. They need a little bit of a a fire up their ass, and Hyde's like, I have an idea. I'm going to put O'Hearn batting cleanup, who's two for 20. The offense stinks right now, too. Three hits Saturday, no runs. Friday, four hits, one run. Adley Rushman, you know, got a nice little home run there in right field in the eighth inning. 
But by then, what was it, eight to one? Fuck that. Tuesday, three hits, one run against the Reds. Mullins leading off. He's hitting 167 his last 21 at bats. I'm just going to go down the list here. This is basically, this is the lineup facing the Twins on Saturday. Rushman batting 222, his last 27 at bats. O'Hearn, his last 23 at bats, he's batting .87 average. Austin Hayes, his last 27 at bats, he's batting 222. Gunnar Henderson, last 25 at bats, 240 average. Hicks, his last 25 at bats, he's hitting a 95 average. Westberg, he's fine. And then Frazier, his last 15 games, he's batting 195. That's an average of 175 between all those batters. That's pretty much been the lineup lately. Westberg's average, if I added that into that average, it would just knock it up to 195. Though I still would put pitching at the top of the list for fixing. And if the Orioles have a one-run lead in the sixth inning and high goes to the bullpen, holy shit, pace them back and forth. Got no faith. Now going back to Jordan Westberg, finally, the kid made his way up to the Orioles. I feel like, oh, now can he fucking pitch? But man, I don't know if Elias reads his Twitter or he gets influenced by Birdland on Twitter. <laughs> but man, past few weeks, I'm pretty sure Eli- Mike Elias' mentions, if he clicks on that mention button on Twitter, <laughs> hello, everybody, all the Oriole fans are reaching out to him. Please bring up Westberg. And he did, because Vavra. He pooped the bed. Mateo, he's just lost at the plate. And Frazier, you know, his uh, first 19 games in June, he hit 182. So here comes Westberg and number 33 prospect in baseball. Hallelujah. Thank God. And he comes up like he's been playing in the big leagues for, I don't know, five, six years. So far, he's five for 12 with two runs and two RBIs. Very impressive. And here's what's also impressive about uh, Westberg, before he came up to the big leagues, he was really working on pulling the ball. That was something that he was focusing on. He's been working down in AAA. His first three base hits were to left field. And of course, down in AAA, he was killing it. What do you have? A, a 295 average, 372 OBP, and 567 slugging, 18 bombs, seven stolen bases. Come on up, Westberg, because nobody else up here right now can hit for shit. Now, of course, speaking of Westberg, the young kids were sitting here going, when are we going to see Kowser? Who fucking knows? I don't know. I don't even think Mike Elias knows. So far, he's hitting 323 with a 527 slugging over his first 52 games at Norfolk this season. But I guess uh, that's not good enough right now. Elias wants to see that average go, go up to like 415, 420. For fuck's sake. It's brutal. It's a damn shame Kowser got hurt uh, when Mullins went down because I think that's pretty much when we would have seen him. But if this offense keeps shit in the bed like it is right now, I think we're going to see him. There's no choice. We're going to have to see him. Get him up here. Enough's enough. It's time. Get him up here. For God's sakes. All right. Full count chaos at gmail.com. Going to go over some emails that came in. Going to talk about Adley here in just a little bit. Talk about the Orioles pitching. And again, just want to hear from you folks. So 
All right, what do we got here? What do we what do we what do we have here? A uh, gentleman by the name of Ryan. He writes in and says, "What's up, Nate? Been a little while. I'm on vacation and figured I would send an email about my current thoughts on the state of the Orioles. We have an idea of what this team needs going forward, and I think everyone and their mother knows Perez and Volf needs to get the hell out of Baltimore. I mean, how many times are we going to run them out there expecting better results? Just complete shit performances every outing." How about Ryan O'Hearn coming from Mountcastle's spot? At minimum, they need to platoon them, guys. Mountcastle, even before dealing with Vertigo, has been pretty awful. So much for my 40 home run prediction. There's plenty of bad I can point out, but let's go with the good. How about Austin Hayes? It's criminal that he probably won't be going to the All-Star game. Batting average leader in the AL and just a fucking stud. Cano and Bautista have been the only good consistent thing in the pen. Tip my cat. Tip my cap to those two freaks of nature. Now for the trade deadline projections, or more so what I would do if I was GM. Fuck getting a starter. I'd move Cole Irvin to the long man role in the pen, bring G-Rod back up and acquire two stud bullpen arms. The rest of our starters have been doing just fine. Fuck Toronto, go O's. Appreciate the email, Ryan. Uh, I basically agree with every point you make although the starters right now i think when you wrote in this email the starters were looking okay but now they're seeming a little iffy so pertaining to getting arms in the bullpen yeah, of course absolutely uh cole irvin i don't know man cole Irvin's just a guy right now that see you later farewell appreciate you coming on board and trying to help out but I just, I don't want to see him on that mound. Dude, I've never seen so many floating fluff, cotton candy fluff balls thrown right over the center of the plate. Just non-competitive pitching. Now, if they put Cole Irvin in the pen, what? okay, whatever. But if there's a choice, I don't want to see Cole Irvin again. But Ryan O'Hearn coming from Mountcastle spot, yeah, for, for a little bit, Ryan O'Hearn was tearing it up. He was hitting some home runs. He's in a slump, like I just talked about earlier. Look, right now, everybody's in a slump. As I'm recording, whatever email I read about whatever player, I'm going to sit here and be like, oh, they're in a slump. They're not looking They're not looking good. But Mountcastle, when he comes back, I, who fucking knows? Like I talked about last episode, every single offensive stat that he has, it just plummeting, just going in the wrong direction. He couldn't shake the yips. I don't know what's happening with Mountcastle, but you're right. You're 100% right about Austin Hayes getting fucked, not going to the All-Star. Again, as we know, it's a popularity contest. Austin Hayes should absolutely be in the All-Star. I agree 100% with Ryan. Now, when Ryan sent in this email, I don't think anyone in Birdland wanted to see Perez going on that mound. Oh, he was fucking terrible, but the last couple outings, he's been working on a couple things, and he looks halfway decent. Started showing little moments of the old Perez. But when Ryan sent in this email, oh, fuck yeah. Perez, get the hell off my team. Get out of here. Get on. Get on out of here. So, yeah, Ryan breaking it down. Out on vacation, checking in. Giving some of his thoughts about how he feels with the Orioles this half of the season. Again, want to hear from you folks. Full count chaos at gmail.com. Again, like I said, we can all agree with it. Fuck Toronto. So again, thanks for the email, Ryan. Appreciate it. And I do want to, real quick, speaking of the All-Star game, just want to piggyback on that. Adley was yanked away from an All-Star spot. The 2023 All-Star game, 
Due to the new voting system, which in my opinion sucks ass. Rushman, of course, was beaten out by the uh, Rangers catcher, which uh, one time was the Orioles prospect, Jonah Heim. Orioles back in 2013, fourth round draft pick. Was traded to Tampa Bay in 2016 for a player that you guys probably remember, old Steve Pierce. I think back in 2014, 2015, old Piercey boy was one of my favorite Orioles to watch. And I always remember when Steve Pierce was on this team, um, a lot of the conversation was, man, Buck is not letting Steve play. He's, he's not letting him spread his wings. Let him play more. Guy was helping out the team, winds up being a, a World Series MVP for the Red Sox. How ironic was that? Played every single team in the AL East. Played them all. <laughs> Old Steve Piercy. Anyway, uh, talking about Adley Rushman getting fucked. But Adley won the first first phase of fan voting by nearly 1.3 million votes, 320,000 more than Himes total. But no, 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 that wasn't enough. Now they got to go to the second phase. They, those votes don't carry over to the second phase. So now the top two between Heim and Adley, the votes start over. They go head to head. Heim received 52% of the votes in the close race. Whatever. <laughs> Adley should be there. Although I will say about Adley, and I don't mean to uh, kick him while he's down, but the throws at second base trying to get the runner. Uh, a little concerned. I know a lot of people want to point the finger and say, well, the pitchers are taking too long to throw home. And who's ever back there, Mateo, Frazier, who's ever making the catch are not slapping the tag down fast enough. They're not catching the ball. They're not in the right spot. They're not in the right position. I don't know. Some of those throws to second that Adley's throwing are just way off the mark. I mean, whoever's there catching the ball wouldn't have even have a chance to tag the runner. So I'm hoping that's going to be okay. But let's not talk negative about Adley. If there's anyone to talk negative about, he should not be in the conversation. But I'm going to move on here with another email that I got. Gentleman by the name of Kevin. Short and sweet. He says, this season has been really fun so far. You never think this team is out of it. I think we need middle relief help bad and another starting pitcher, maybe like a Dylan Cease or Shane Bieber. Yeah, Shane Bieber was a name I was yelling about, screaming about a couple weeks ago. would love to see him on the Orioles. He continues. He says, my family just went and saw the Orioles in Wrigley this past weekend. That was a lot of fun. Then we went to White Sox and Brewers games, too. Very loaded trip. Hope you and your family are doing well and enjoying the season. Go O's. Kevin, appreciate the email. There he is, too. We're kind of all just playing GM, what we think need to happen. And I think probably 100% of us agree Right there, what Kevin was saying. We need middle relief. Need another starting pitcher. Who, Whatever. If you want to add another bat in there, get another right-handed bat, I'm all for it. But, yeah, the second half, make some moves, Michael Elias. Make some moves. Come on. Even if just a couple arms in the bullpen, do it. Make the moves. Get some fresh arms in there. It's a big second half of the season. Of course, no matter what happens, the Orioles are going to finish the first half with a winning record. But let's not end this uh, this first half having a big losing streak. Boy, would that suck some ass. The Orioles pitching. Everyone's talking about the pitching. It's just a nightmare right now. And, of course, we saw Keegan Aiken placed on the 15-day uh, 15 IL list. Lower back discomfort. Uh, Nick Vespi comes up to replace him. Whatever. Who gives a shit? Pfft, pitching stinks. 
Again, during the offseason, the the additions that Elias brought on here, Cole Irving, one and three with a 17 ERA. Kyle Gibson, eight and five with a 466 ERA. Michael Givens, 0 and 1 with 1125 ERA. Now again, Vespi was called up uh earlier in the this week, but he pitched three scoreless innings. It was a 40th player used by the Orioles this season. So if you're looking at a positive, Vespi comes up, pitches three scoreless innings. So hoorah, good for you. But then Dean Kramer, man, God damn, just whoever, if anyone's hitting home run derby for the Orioles, you need to bring Dean Kramer as your pitcher. I mean, he's, he's already given up 19 home runs in 91 innings pitched. Last season, he only gave up 11 after 125 innings pitched. He crushed that out of the water. Jesus. Yeah, Dean's got an issue here. <laughs> Stop giving up home runs. But what's ironic is he's always giving up solo home runs. But when he played the Twins Saturday, or was it Friday, gave up, what was he give up? Seven runs in three innings. That's his career high. Just things are just trending in the wrong direction. Man, week, week and a half ago, everything seemed like it was going well. The, uh, the Mariners come into town, and they take two or three. And it was impressive because the Orioles got their teeth kicked in that first game. 13 to one, they lose. But the Orioles are just such a good team. They're like, fuck that. They come back. They win two in a row. That's a damn good team right there. And look, <laughs> there's, uh, I, I forgot some comments. I was going back and forth this week about Santander, Santander. Um, about him playing in right field. I, I don't know if, if I want to hear from you, if you want to dispute this with me. I do not feel that he is a solid right fielder. He's always making backward dive catches. It's because he's misplaying the ball, and he has to look like a lunatic trying to dive awkwardly and make these catches. Look, he robbed a home run the other night in Camden Yards, and people are like, oh, my God, that was the greatest catch. In my opinion, he completely misplayed the ball. He looked like an idiot trying to jump up and grab it like four or five times in that series in Seattle. People are like, Santander's the man. No, he's not. He's constantly misplaying balls when he's running back. Palmer thankfully commented about it the other night and just says, yeah, he's just, he does not make a beeline to these balls. He's all over the place. So I'm sticking with it with that. I mean, there's people who think Santander's one of, Santander, sorry, is one of the best outfielders in the game because some of the plays that he's made, I'm sorry. It's just, he's not playing the ball where he, he should not being where he should be anyway. But yeah, I mean, the Orioles are having a great series against the Mariners. They had a, a six to four wing, which was a weird game. When Bautista gives up a home run in the ninth, that was brutal. That was a, uh, <laughs> that was like, Oh no, shit's falling apart. This is when the Orioles are going to lose. Because when you got a guy like Bautista give up a home run in the ninth, I think it was like two outs, two strikes. Maybe it was the first pitch. But anyway, then Ryan McKenna. So it's a strange game because Bautista gives up a home run in the ninth inning for the Mariners to tie it. And then in the bottom of the ninth, Ryan McKenna comes in. He's the last guy I would expect. He hits a walk-off. That was the first walk-off home run uh, by an Oriole who began a game on the bench since our boy Odor <laughs> back in May 20th, 2022. That was the day before Adley Rushman's debut. But before that game, the Ryan McKenna walk-off, 
Here's what's impressive. Ryan McKenna's last six at-bats, he was hitting 500 with a home run and a 1,000 OPS. So why not use the powerful McKenna in the bottom of the ninth? Pinch hit. Comes up and just walks it off. Six to four win. So in my opinion, I just think the league is adjusting to the Orioles. And the Orioles' next step is they need to adjust to the league. You know, obviously... Orioles come into town or a team comes into the Orioles, they're going to do everything they can. They're going to throw everything in the kitchen sink at us to continue to try to win these games. And there's a lot of players who are in a funk with offense, some defense uh, blunders are just going through a slump. And again, I hope this is a slump. I don't think there's such a thing as they're coming back down to reality. The reality is the Orioles are one of the best teams in the league. And I truly feel in my gut that we're going to see the Orioles in October. And in baseball and sports, it's all about when you get hot. And if the Orioles are having a slump right now in June, okay, in July, get it out of your fucking systems now. Let's go. Let's get ready for the second half. Start getting hot. Figure it out. Elias, make some moves. Let's continue to get this team rolling. This season has been fun. Whether we're talking about the four-game losing streak right now. This season has been exciting, and I love it. I want to continue to hear from you folks. want to hear how you feel about the first half of the Orioles. Anytime, anything on your mind, fullcountchaos at gmail.com. Till next time, see you.